with the Cosmos. But right now, on the line from the beautiful Hawke's Bay, I have Gaylene Preston. Good morning, Gaylene. Well, hello. Greetings from the Bay. Yes, lovely. It's a beautiful spot of, of, the, uh, of the world, not just Aotearoa. Um, oh, it's true, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, it's just something about it just makes you, like, just your shoulders just sit back and you just kind of relax a little bit, right? It's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm only here. I, I came in, um, I flew in yesterday and I'm flying out today. I actually come from here, but... Um, every time I come, I think, why am I in such a hurry? Because <laughs> you're a busy, you've got a busy life. You're ready to get well, a film. <laughs> Your film's about to become, uh, get out there in general classification, so uh, no doubt you'll be <laughs> even busier. But of course, we're talking because of your film, My Year with Helen. Um, and what I want to kind of start with um, is because, um, you know, when you started this film, um, Helen was the head of the United Nations Development Program, and you weren't aware that she was going to be running for the top job although i mean we all probably thought that she was going to um so i kind of want to begin by asking because i think i think a lot of us knew that helen had that role and a lot of people in the west kind of knew who helen was we knew um she had that role and we knew she was third up in, in the un and we were all really happy about it it sounded grand but we kind of didn't know what she was doing we don't we don't really know anything it seems like we don't really know that much about the UN and the roles that they actually play. We see um, what whoever the Secretary General was at the time on the television talking about conflicts and wanting to bring peaceful resolutions, but we don't actually know the roles they play. That's right. And, I, I, you know, I have to say, I'm, I, I was like that. And so I thought, you know, if you want to look at how the world changes, and Helen... Is a cha- you know, she's a reformer, so mm-hmm. she's not going to just be sitting behind the desk nodding and smiling and going to lunch, is she? No, no. <laughs> she's not that kind of guy. So I thought, what's she doing? And why is she so positive about it? Because, yeah. you know, she would say there is always, no matter how bad it is, there is always something you can do. Always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was talking about the biggest the biggest part of the UN, which she was the leader of, which is the development part. Yeah. In, yeah. In development, you think, oh, well, how do we make a film about development? Because it's going to be about how we taught them how to dig their own wells, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's a lot of development. But there's probably a whole development film category. Um and I knew I didn't want to do that, but I was really interested in her style of leadership and how it translated. And and it was once we would once we were following that that I found out about the Secretary General um yeah. thing. Yeah. Well she's a no nonsense doer, isn't she? Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's kinda of got her sleeves rolled up and yeah. she's got a screw a metaphorical screwdriver in her top pocket. Yeah, you graft her. That's what she is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so you, you you're doing this. You've been, you you went to Tanzania, I think. Um, uh, Botswana. Oh, Botswana. We sorry, Botswana. Botswana. You you went to Botswana and um and, and you're you're thinking I'm I'm going to film Helen in this role, and then all of a sudden you find out she's going to be taking a tilt at the top job. So what did you think was going to happen with the film at that time? Well, the film's a fly-on-the-wall documentary, and when you've got a fly-on-the-wall documentary, you can't know what the story's going to be. Yeah. You, you, you have to sort of define an area of exploration, 
and no matter what happens, sturdily stick to it, really. And my area, when we were in Botswana, we went first to Botswana on a sort of test the concept mission. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if there was a film there. Undoubtedly, change was occurring, but was it occurring so slowly you couldn't really film it? You know, it wasn't obvious to the naked eye sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So so um, we were filming a women's group that Helen had convened, the African leaders, and, and they sat down and they had a real, real talk about concerns around women's leadership. And one of them said, we are punished for being the mothers of the human race. Wow. And when she said that, I thought, that is the centre of this film. This film is going to be about women and resourcing women and how women's leadership relates to that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in, in, in the world, if you resource women, it's women and children, women who are under-resourced. Yeah. Yep. So if you resource the women, they educate the children. Yep. Educated women have less babies, so you at least can do something about population control. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always it's always been a, a thing for me. It's like um, how men and, and how some men see women and the uh, you know the. Um, you know the equality thing, um, but you know you're, you all all men are the sons of mothers, so you wouldn't right. want your mother to be treated that way, would you? Well, it isn't even you know it's actually about it, it works against us all because mm. if you resource women, if you've got fifty one percent of the human population are women, and there's more and more of them that are just carrying water for their lives, it's not the best way. To resource fifty-one percent of the human population. That's right. And and you know and and we are the mothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are punished for being the mothers of the human race. When you when you say you're pregnant, they don't have a big party. I mean, basically, you're going to lose your job, and someone will be promoted yeah. above you, <laughs> and you'll have to learn to live on a lot less money. So you know, and, and become a free worker. Yeah. And that's how it is, and it varies from whatever country you're in. But, I mean, there's an element to that in every nation in the world. And if we actually... Men have got so much to gain by getting in behind uh, uh, sharing the power. It doesn't yeah. mean they lose it. They just... Everybody has more. Yeah, hoping, uh, you know, the next generation seeing that now and uh, things will change. Now, how, you know, um, she's a strong wahine, but she's a human being. And, and when she's, you know, and, and, and she that's all she wants to be seen at. Like, she's going into wanting, she went into wanting this top job just to be seen as somebody that does a good job, does her job well, does their job well. But, of course, in, it had to come out that um, she couldn't just be a human being. She had to be a woman going for that job. Helen would say that it, it, she, it wasn't, she didn't get the job and that wasn't because she was a woman. I mean, Helen, Helen would say, well, there were a lot of factors, yep. one of which was her gender. A lot of the factors were beyond her control. One of them was that she was a woman. Mm-hmm. The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is the UN has got remits about gender equity at the highest level, and they vote against themselves constantly. So yeah, we've now yeah. got 
the ninth secretary general of the UN is a man again. I mean, but how, how can we change um, people's perceptions on equality if those that are um, right at the top um, don't invoke what they're supposed, to, you know, which they say they already do? You had those whole ring of men saying, "Yes, I'm a feminist. Yes, I'm a feminist." Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, that, that's just a slogan they're using. And it really depowers feminism, I think, when it's used in that way. Well, we've just got to speak up. You know, we've got to keep it on the agenda. Just make it so that it's not invisible. Mm-hmm. Reveal it. Um, yep. People come out of our film and they say, oh, your film made me so angry. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it invigorated me. And I go, good. Yeah. You know, this idea that post-feminism, I don't know where that idea came from, but it so isn't true, you know. Basically, we do have to keep our sleeves rolled up and, and keep thinking about gender. Yeah. And it's the same as, as understanding that the Frisia Waitangi is actually a Pākehā issue. And yeah. until Pākehā actually, who are an equal partner in the treaty, understand that the treaty is not a Māori thing, it's a Māori thing, and it's a Pākehā thing, and the Pākehā thing is something that we have to think about and own. And once we do that, um, everything will get a lot healthier. Mm-hmm, that's and I right. think that's the same with, you know, I watch the news and I notice how many men in suits are wandering around um, at major conferences, shaking hands, and in leading countries. Like, I think there's 22 women leading countries in the world at the moment and and the percentage of women leaders is actually going down we've got a lot to be proud of in new zealand around women's leadership because we actually don't seem to mind we actually can be quite comfortable having women leading the nation yeah um this is unusual and something we should celebrate but the media will still bring up those things that they often do um what surprised you most about helen i didn't know she was such a, a social network freak oh really I mean, helen is phenomenal i follow her all we, the things oh, we were in sydney helen has just got off about three planes she's flown pretty much non-stop from chicago via San Francisco via Auckland over to Sydney. We're checking into the hotel in Sydney and Helen, by the time housekeeping have left the room, Helen has already photographed the view outside the window and tweeted where she is. done <laughs> <laughs> um, That was surprising. Yeah, I, I follow I follow all her social media things. Uh, except for Twitter, I hate Twitter, but that's another story. Um, what was what were some of your difficulties in making this film? You know, what because you know, what, we'll go back to the start. You you began with just a film. You were going to follow her, be a fly on the wall, and next thing you know, you're uh, involved in this big election. Um, you know, so did that did did you have some challenges in going to where you wanted to go with Helen? You know, did you have some bl- blockades from the UN people? Oh, yeah, well, while we were over the road at the UNDP, which Helen is the boss of, uh, we had comparatively good access. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still, it's still a building bristling with security, and if you wander around with cameras um, and, and gear, if it's too big, they will get, they say, we're going to get the key names. 
and that's just to get in the building. Yeah. But once we were over the road at the big UN, we came under an outfit called Malu, which is the Media Accreditation Liaison Unit, and you can't go anywhere in the building without one of their people with you. Yeah. And, I mean, they're basically the program prevention officers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are about putting a ring fence on anything you're doing. Yeah. And, and once we were over there, we became media, and they didn't know what to do with us because we are a, um, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a documentary. Yeah. See? Yeah, yeah, you're not just a flash in the pan overnight story. You're a yeah. long term um, looking at everything kind of thing. Um, it's interesting, and it's interesting because we we all think that the UN would be such such an open place. You know, it's oh, the it's no. the it's the world's government, and we all you know we all think you know they're doing the right thing, and they're all about equal rights and equality uh, on sex, uh, sex, gender, everything, uh, and and there'll be an open book, and and you can go there and see what they're doing and how they're doing it and who's doing it and why they're doing it. But it seems like no, they're a closed off society. Look, the thing about the UE is, it's an audacious, amazing, incredible idea that humankind have actually thought up this idea that all the countries in the world, well, there's 193 member states, that there's a place where they can all go and to Kōrero. It's a place of Kōrero. It's about talking and not shooting. Yeah. You know, it's about talking in order not to be shooting at one another. So, I mean, it's an amazing idea, and... The people who work there, I, I never came across anyone I didn't like. Um, but they're, they're fired by all the things that you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it is it, it is a building of secrets. Mm -hmm. um, they say that diplomacy is a dark art. And certainly things go on in secret rooms with... I think basically men in suits, yeah. occasional woman in a suit in the room too, and it's uh, you know talking about war, you're talking about major conflict. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It works as well as it does, but. Um, not perfect by any means. Oh, it's not. And, you know, I think that might be one of the... Well, we know that's one of the reasons why Helen didn't get in as well, because she wanted to dismantle the veto. And the veto has just... You know, I mean, the UN could be such a, uh, a better positive place for change uh, if that veto was gone. Like, it just... I don't know, I don't know if Helen did want to dismantle the veto. I think... I, I think... Um, you know, there's the, the thing that she pointed out pretty early on in her campaign not in the film um, but she pointed out that you know any any move to dismantle the veto would be vetoed oh yeah 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 without that but you can but you can set up a system where its use is uh, is different you can you can ameliorate how the veto is used yeah and, that, and she was pretty clear about that but she wasn't the only candidate talking about that. I don't think the veto had much to do with it. I think I think Helen, you know, she didn't she she didn't have Australia. She had um, 
she had only New Zealand, and we are a little country. We're a little non-aligned country. Yeah. We're very independent. You can see in the film that we were making statements about Syria that um, I think we can all agree on. Mm-hmm. Um, none of those statements would have made friends with either the USA or Russia. Yeah. You know, that there's, there's a lot goes on. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, just finally... Um, where does this film set, Helen, and how do you want people to... What What do you want them coming out of the film thinking? I, I guess you want them to be thinking whatever they're thinking. It's, you know, it's yeah. their thoughts. But, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, really, it's not really about the UN. No, no, it's Especially about Helen. It's about how power works. And you could apply how that power works to the New Zealand Parliament, to the White House, to any place where power and money collide. And there is an old boys network. And it's very hard for women to be right on that gang. And I think uh, we need to be really proud that in New Zealand, um, it's, it's not so gangy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. We're not so gangy. We, we kind of, we have better equality. There's plenty to be still doing, but yeah. in New Zealand, we could, be, we could be proud of our gender equity. Yeah. Even though there's still a lot of work to be doing. There is. There is a hell of a lot of work to be doing. Um, well, thank you so much for speaking to me this morning. It's been great. Uh, You're most welcome. And um, following Helen around, I mean, it must have been a joy. She looks like a, uh, such a fun person when she has the ability to be fun. Um, She's very know. funny. Yeah, very yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You can see that with a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how our dad's in there and everything. He he looks like a charming, uh, charming yeah. man. Um, so brilliant. I, I guess yeah. So the general, general classification uh, it comes out next uh, week on the thirty first at Rialto here in Dunedin, um, and it's great. I, I love how you follow her around. It, it's, you know, she's she's always Auntie Helen to me, and she is to the rest of the country. So I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm glad you've made it. Her family took a whole lot of t-shirts and had them printed as auntie yeah. t-shirts and then wore them and sent it to her. Yeah, oh, it's great. It's great. It's funny because, you know, you'll never see John as un- Uncle John, will you? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Gailene, once again, thank you so much for taking your time out to speak to me this morning and the film, once again, opens at Rialto next week, 31st. Go and watch it. Um, go and see one of our absolutely legendary human beings and one of the greatest people we've ever produced being um, followed around on camera for a year. Cheers, mate. See ya. Cheers.